0: Welcome to the On Topic Podcast, back again for your listening pleasure. It's that weekly podcast where we take a sideways look at a specific, different topic each time. Joined with me, as ever, the elusive joined, yet brilliant, John. Joined,
1: joined with me? Yeah. Siamese twin style.
0: John's here. Um, John, what on earth are we talking about?
1: We are it's kind of another one of those aptly timed ones. Yes. We're gonna do the day after Armistice Day. Yes we're doing the world the the World War Two. The I've added the word the to it. World War Two is what we're doing. Don't worry, don't fret. There's enough comic value in this. If you just listened to that and went,
0: Fuck oh,
1: don't do it. It's fine, it's fine, it's fine.
0: Sorry, they'd have seen the title and not clicked it. Fair enough. Um <laughs> Yeah. So, in if you're not British, you might not know. Yesterday was what we call Remembrance Sunday. Yes. And that's where we remember the fallen.
1: So it's the closest Sunday to the eleventh of the eleventh is yeah. what is is Remembrance Sunday. That's. that's and we just how, remember how like soldiers and that. Yeah, mainly.
0: And soldier yeah. women.
1: Yeah, and navy people, boat, boat, boat army, boatmen. The boat army, Guardsmen. the airplane army we do all those
0: yeah. yeah yeah we're this is going to get technical so be a lot of terminology <laughs> like that like airplane man uh, so yeah so hold on to your hats now you might need to google some stuff brody's notes yeah uh, but try and stick with us because it's going to get side. technical fast um you were a soldier weren't you John?
1: no i was an army cadet
0: yeah same thing yeah so yeah thing, so you yeah, well, you've come from quite an esteemed military background <laughs> And I was in the navy.
1: You were but... navy reserves. That actually counts more, yeah. definitely, but... than my shit. That's bollocks. Mine's rubbish.
0: But uh, neither of us served in World War II, did we? No. So no. we're just going to sort of look at it. Through. We weren't even alive, if we're being honest with you. We're sort True. of looking at it through the prism of time, aren't we?
1: What's your because because we when we were talking about doing this, I... both of our dads are the older dads. Kind yeah. of thing, not 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 ridiculously, because there were people at school whose dads were madly old. But my dad was born in 1947, and I think when was yours? Similar. Similar. <laughs> I knew it was around about the same time. So they, were both, they were both born in Rashting, basically, because we still have Rasting in the UK. Until yeah. The, yeah. So.
0: Yeah. My dad's sister, my auntie, uh, she was born. <laughs> she was born the day the day the war started, kind of thing.
1: Oh, 39, really?
0: Yeah, and then... Wow. And then he obviously didn't come along till my grandad returned from war.
1: I was going to say, if he, otherwise it'd be a bit weird.
0: Suspicious, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, nine months years. after... I should say nine months after but his... birth. good um,
1: news, I've got a baby. <laughs>
0: yeah. Uh, so, yeah, so... Yeah, so I don't know. So we were... Like you say, we were both sort of group aware. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah of these exactly. things. Although... It's school that introduces it to you, really. Oh, definitely. Even though there's passing comments and things like that. Mm. I I remember doing it at school, but it was that classic school thing of quite watered down.
1: Yeah, we did a whole section. I don't know when it... Because though there is a little bit of difference in our ages. The curriculum changed or changes. So ours was the... The biggest bit of my life on World War II at school was actually the last year of junior school. So I don't even mean 10 or 11. Yeah, We did about six months on it with the the, the, the teacher. Um, and there was a really weird day. This is sort of, I don't know, this is a bit like northerly. I would, I talked to my mum every week on the phone. Because my parents are divorced, she lives in Buckinghamshire, and, and we lived in Suffolk. So I told my mum on the phone in the sort of ten-year-old way: like, "We're doing World War World War Two at school and things." And that was it. I didn't. I didn't say anything. And yeah. then I went into school one day, and they were doing this thing where you, you, people could bring in things of the, that their grandparents owned and their whatever owned. And our teacher, I think in my head it was Mrs. Dixon, but that sounds wrong. She said, she said, anyway, we've got Roger's dad has got a bullet, like the, like a bullet casing. Cool. And we've got some dog tags from World War II. And then she said, and John's granddad has got all this stuff and it at the table. And I was like, wrong pocket John. I didn't know about it. My mum had <laughs> shipped it to the school. Oh, oh, right. I never even touched it. <laughs> I didn't know nice. it existed. That's and there nice. was just this stuff in front of her. On thing, um, Yeah. So he was sent to North Africa on the... That's amazing. He was a hod carrier, which is somebody who carries bricks on a building site in Wigan. He went from Wigan, the only time he ever left the country, yep. from Wigan to North Africa on a boat.
0: Yeah. My grando went to Burma. Oh,
1: wow. Yeah. And he got the eight and a half hot mum uniform, so yeah. there was like the the safari hat and stuff, yeah, yeah. and um, that was all on the table with a with a logbook of stuff. It was really yeah. strange.
0: Yeah, my my granddad when he passed gave me his. He had this tankard that okay. had a, a glass bottom, so that the enemy couldn't sneak up on you when you were drinking. <laughs> okay, it was a brass tankard with a glass bottom. It's great.
1: They're known by a couple of names. They're called, I think, they're called, aren't they called the Queen Shilling Cups? Oh, I don't. A, I
0: honestly never even looked into it. It was just. Oh, it's a kind off.
1: of. So it's a, There's a myth around the glasses, which isn't to do with the Second World War, which is that that the idea was that if this is bollocks, has a recruiting process in London, a naval recruiter would drop the Queen Shilling in your glass, and if you didn't realise you had to join the Navy. Then you got to the bottom, and right. so they put a glass bottom on it so you could check, and then leg it basically. Right, so that's, that's bollocks as well. Right, they just put glass bottoms on tankards sometimes.
0: Yeah, yeah, and I, I thought that might be the case. Um, yeah, he, yeah, so he gave me his logbook button he when he passed, but he served with Captain Tom. I think I've told you before. Oh, you didn't tell me that. Yes, yeah, that like Captain Tom who made the news for walking around his garden. You're going to have to fill in
1: a bit more for listeners who don't know who Captain Tom is.
0: There this guy and his big charity mind, very charity minded bloke. And he, he he, wa- in lockdown, he suddenly yes. started um, walking around his garden for charity.
1: He wanted to walk 100 miles before he was 100, because that was coming up. Yeah. Via his garden, he walked with a frame... And the, and raising money for NHS charities, not the NHS. People get confused with that. Yeah. Um And he made it.
0: Yeah, and I only re, I only made connection when I saw him with his full medals on and everything because he had the Burma Star.
1: Oh wow!
0: But and oh, I think there's only about thirty six people that survived to get that. And my granddad was one, and he was one, and yeah, so they both retook Burma together.
1: Wow! 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 That's incredible.
0: Pretty cool, yeah. Um, so yeah, so that was always a thing. And he, my, I don't know what yours was like, but my grandma was like not talking about it. Never he was never, one of those.
1: Never said a word. So like he, I only knew him to. But not, but
0: even so. like it was, you're not allowed to bring it up.
1: It just, it, it.
0: That it, was that was the that was the culture in our household.
1: Yeah, well, it was very sto- As well, they were sort of working class Wigan people. My nan worked a colliery at the top of the mine head, and my granddad was a builder. It just, it, it never came up, you know, there was just, he, he. well, not out of, yeah, I've kind of called it stoicism, but it's not really that, just no one talked about shit, just yeah. went home, yeah. ate his shitty dinner, and then carried on, did it again the next day.
0: Yeah, rolling it right back then. So, yeah, yes, oh, the honest. other thing I was going to say, actually, slightly possibly preschool in terms of awareness of world war, dad's army.
1: Yes, true. Adami been on the box. Big fans in our house, and actually, out of all the garbage sitcoms in the UK, very British sitcoms, that's that's one I quite like.
0: I think it's genuinely funny. I think it's really well written, and I I think think it's one of those one one of the first ones to actually understand. It helps if you have very good characters. Yeah, and they're just, all different. Not just funny things to say and funny things that happen, actually decent characters, interesting characters.
1: If you're American and listening to this, go and find, go over to YouTube and just type in Dad's Army and watch a couple of clips. It was a sitcom filmed yeah. in the 60s and 70s based on the Second World War, but based on the Home Guard in the UK. Home oh
0: Guard, yeah, the people too old to serve that used too to old protect or too us, injured, protect or our too, home.
1: Or too young. They were, for free. they were a volunteer service, basically. And uh, and yeah, and it's their ongoing, they, they filmed so many seasons of that. So yeah, but it's it's really, really, really good. I it think really
0: it's good. genuinely good. Yeah, and I remember it being on, and it was a bit of a everyone watch type thing.
1: Yeah, weirdly, my granddad but... looked and John Monsieur and my granddad <laughs> nearly looked identical, like right. the same kind of thing. Yeah. Very different. My granddad's from North London with a very North London accent, and John yeah. Monsieur was very, um, uh, theatrey, But yeah, they looked very, very similar.
0: Yeah, so that sort of so, that, so. I guess I don't know. So, what I'm getting at, I think, is Dad's army kind of made light of it. Yeah. And because of the age we covered it in school, that felt quite light as well.
1: I think it's a very British thing to do that. To yeah. Be, to be jokey uh, or be taking things lightly because they, if you they really didn't cover bar, like. Horrible
0: death tolls and bad battles. It was more like, and we all built a metal shed in the garden and some kids went on holiday.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: (laughs) It was was more about how it affected British life in that time than the actual details of the war.
1: All the stories I know about air raids, when the Germans were uh, bombing the UK and there were air raids, all the stories I know from people firsthand who were there, people I've worked with or whatever, are all funny. Like, there is not, I don't know, yeah. a terrifying blitz story. My 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 granddad and they all lived in, the whole family lived in Tottenham. There were seven, seven kids, two parents. They all lived in Tottenham. They were getting bombed weekly. And I don't know, <laughs> I haven't got a, oh, and then it was this terrifying thing. I've got, there was this one air raid. It was hilarious kind of story. <laughs> and you're like, that is the strangest thing in the world.
0: Yeah, my um wife's granddad had a brilliant story of of the of like the bombings that he was um he was a docker, so didn't go to war because he was needed on the dock at in Liverpool.
1: Yeah, they had reserved occupations, didn't they? And that was a reserved occupation, docker. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. He couldn't stop the things coming in that actually made it here. Um, yeah. So he stayed, but Liverpool got quite a lot of bombing. Yeah, yeah, and um, he. He was trying to get home during a a bombing and um, a bomb landed on, I can't remember which department store he said, but the poshest department store in Liverpool Centre. Right. And it was like Macy's or someone like that, that sort of thing. And he kicked a bomb off the front doorstep of this posh department store. Wow. And uh, he said that a few days later he was walking past it. And because he was a docker and he was not really supposed to go in there, he was walking past it, and, and he remembers seeing the people in there looking down on him. And he was like, "I literally stopped this place from blowing into smithereens."
1: Wow! Oh, I want I just. So he to... was.
0: Like, I don't know. Sort of. I don't know. It was sort of I one of these that's... things about you know, you never know who you're looking at. It was his sort of point.
1: I assume they're sort of incendiary devices because the kicker obviously a bomb weighs about six. No, yeah, wouldn't so have I assume been... that it would have like a cluster kind of thing. Yeah,
0: there. it must have been one of yeah.
1: Yeah, that's still a. a they had all
0: sorts of different stuff, didn't they?
1: I've got a granddad story too. Just before, and then we kind of get a kind of timeline it a bit. Yeah, which is I was talking to my uh, my great uncle, my youngest great uncle, who's my great uncle John, at my uncle Bob's ninetieth birthday a few years ago. He he got sadly he died in COVID actually, but. Because there's seven of them, they kind of span generations. My granddad was born in the 1920s, but he was hit by a cab when he was 12. and So he was deaf and colourblind. So he couldn't join the army. He was, um, and he was in a reserved occupation because he was a toolmaker. But it, nobody needs a colourblind, profoundly deaf person on the front line. So he kind of ruled out straight away. Anyway. And he had but,
0: fallen archers.
1: <laughs> <laughs> at the at the start, oh well, no, it must have been around about 1949-41 when the when the bombing had started in London, they'd built an Anderson shelter in the garden, as you say, an air raid shelter. They dug down corrugated iron, put it all down. When the air raid siren went off, everybody ran downstairs. All the family sat in the Anderson shelter, and and waited for the bombing raid to end. That was the idea. But my granddad, being profoundly deaf. Never heard the air raid siren. When my great uncle told this story, it was very weird that he removed himself and his sisters and other brothers from being in charge of waking up Charlie, who was deaf.
0: Yeah.
1: The air raid siren went off. They all ran into the Anderson shower. There's no Charlie. Uh, because he can't hear in the, the air raid. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> so he's just having a sleep. But he had a dog. I can't remember what it was called. i to call it... Bob the dog. No, I can't call it that because Bob's in the thing. Mittens the dog, whatever. That was just this mongrel dog that used to sleep on his bed. Because Charlie's never reacted to an air raid siren, the dog doesn't take any notice of the air raid siren. it's not going to wake him up to give mm. a shit. So he's just laying in bed. They're all in the shelter. You can't leave because it's dangerous to go and get him. So they just think, well, it would be alright. Then the house, about three doors down, was hit directly and obviously just exploded and yeah. the sound and the the whole ground is shaking. And they're sitting in the Air hotel when this happens with the lamp on. The bomb wakes the dog up. Obviously. Yeah. So as soon as the bomb goes off, they said that the door nearly flew off its hinges as this as this fucking dog just <laughs> fired into the Anderson <laughs> shelter. And then about five minutes later, Charlie walks in and says, What's happening? <laughs> <laughs> and hasn't still hasn't noticed anything's going on
0: yeah. and they,
1: yeah that was the story my great uncle told it's, they, it's, it the really actual, the laughed, actual but... science
0: of it's mad those and those anderson shelters were strong enough it's a bit mad
1: they more stopped shrapnel so when the the house was hit three doors down and exploded uh the danger was actually obviously flying debris. bricks and debris and stuff like that and, and the fire itself but because they were all terraced houses that, that, that you know he didn't burn it yeah again. yeah but yeah he didn't he didn't um didn't he wouldn't yeah the war was obviously very quiet <laughs> mm. oh God, didn't hear any of it.
0: yeah well those sirens were really awful sound. that's an awful sound
1: i've only heard it we did um the- that
0: story though it's like the beginning of a little war film a little war sort of drama isn't it yeah
1: yeah you know the absolutely.
0: idea of one of the family not being in the shelter, shelter. yeah yeah
1: I like the fact that no bastard went to go get him. Like, I find that really, really weird. And uh, yeah, it's it, it's quite odd that I do have a. I a, it's amazing how much deafness makes a difference to everything. Oh yeah, uh, because he didn't have because he but he wasn't born deaf. So he, he was deaf at twelve, so he could he didn't uh, he didn't have a problem with his voice. His voice was always fine, but he was. He was, totally
0: I, had a, I had a friend's mum who was deaf, and their doorbell didn't ring. Lights flashed, last lights flashed, yeah, yeah. But and that's fine if you knew, but for people that didn't know, they were pressing the bell like crazy, <laughs> thinking it's not working, not working this bell. I can't hear it ringing. Or well, when and the I lights used... inside are going,
1: going the, reason, the reason I know that is because when I used to sell double glazing door to door. If you press the front door button, and the lights flashed. You would instantly know you were in trouble because it was a that, that's a very difficult pitch. Yeah, because you're talking shit anyway, and you instantly feel guilty because you think I'm going to fuck up someone's afternoon by for doing this because I know this product is shit. Yeah, and they're deaf, and this is going to be a really difficult. And time.
0: that's how you talk to someone who's deaf, like you're talking to someone through double glazing anyway.
1: Yeah, yeah, you've got to really trying. <laughs> I never have. I think it's because uh, it's a one thing in our family never. Oddly, there's a joke that's been used in lots of sitcoms, which is something is happening in a room um, and it's incredibly embarrassing or it, there's a, something... It's normally a doctor's waiting room or something like that and the whole scene plays out with a stranger in it and the closed scene, you find out that the stranger's deaf. Yeah. It's a really odd thing. If that, that will stop my dad watching anything. If, yeah. he'll be, if he's watching, I don't know, Only Fools and Horses or whatever and they do a deaf joke... It, that's it. It's finished. He will never watch it again. Yeah. He just go hate it. So anyway, we need to go back to the war. Yeah. And so of
0: what yeah. So like I say, we'll come back to sort of more of the serious side of it. But uh, like the school thing, it was all really Gentile or softened the the the, the knowledge we gained at that age. I think. Yeah. Yeah. It was sugar coated. Um, the things that we were gonna do though, like rationing, rationing's pretty. Bizarre, but obviously it makes total sense. They couldn't have got hold of all the stuff. That, yeah, I mean, as you,
1: well, as you, well, our parents were both, well, our fathers at least were both brought up in rationing. Um, my dad just still quite remember it quite a lot. Uh, yeah. Do you
0: think it'd work now?
1: I mean, people can't control themselves. Do you remember with the toilet roll? Yeah, but what do you do? Pandemic. Well, it seems that nobody's got any responsibility. So if they say to the shop, stop selling people fifty bog rolls, <laughs> limit it, and they go. Well, free world, isn't it? somebody wants to buy eight. No, because
0: they they used to have the rationing books, though.
1: Yeah, I agree. But we don't need them now. You could do it on the fucking till. But people, but they don't do that. I just think, I think society as a whole, that only works if society feels responsible. And that's why ration books worked, is that people felt obligated. That was their way of helping. If they were doing nothing else, they were eating a little bit less. In the
0: COVID lockdowns, the official sort of stance that kind of made it very, very difficult was supermarkets went, We're not the police. Yeah. We're not policing this. We're not un- making our customers unhappy.
1: It was such an odd thing because So we where had... do you
0: go from there? Like
1: Well, you have some responsible guy who quite got really pissed off with this during the pandemic. I remember when um the supermarket said that they weren't going to enforce mask wearing. Yeah. Why not? And they said and one of the and of quite a few politicians. Because they didn't
0: have a member of staff willing to upset people.
1: Well, do just have a I, I got so but that is such a lack of responsibility. Politicians were saying, Well, it's discrimination. No, it fucking isn't. You don't know what that word means. Discrimination is something that somebody doesn't cannot choose. You don't choose your race, you don't choose disability, you don't choose your sexuality. We know that. No. Um, gender, gender, et etc. They're things that are discrimination covers. Putting a piece of cloth over your face, so you don't die or kill anyone. Put it on. So I just don't. I think we. I know,
0: but I know, but if we agree that the current general public of today's bellends. era are ends if we agree that, then you have to come up with a solution around it. <clears throat> Whereas in the World War Two days, it was pure goodwill. Mm. That's the difference, I think. So yeah, and I still, I kind of sympathise with supermarkets because it isn't really their job to. Enforce all these, you know, new rules and stuff. It's it's no. tricky, but, but I feel even... like I feel like couldn't they? Uh, I'm not exactly sure, and this might upset people. I'm not exactly sure what the police were doing during the whole pandemic.
1: They didn't want to be seen to be uh
0: because the police were they weren't covering football matches. There weren't any football matches. Mm. They weren't they covering were nightclubs. To... They weren't taking drunks home because.
1: I never see the police, and <laughs> during the pandemic, I, we did have the odd car police car came through the village.
0: Um, well, they had a lot more time in the hands. That's my <laughs> that's my stance. So maybe they <laughs> um, could have had one at each Morrison's.
1: Taking it back to the war, people were even obligated because there's the thing. I hope hopefully this will ring true to somebody who tells people this. There was part of it. Um, there was a big metals collection so that we could make things for the war but it's actually bollocks but it's quite interesting particularly cast iron fences whenever you're if you're walking down the road and you see uh, a wall and there's small studs of metal on the top that have been cut off they were very likely there was a metals do your bit for the war get rid of your fence and that's going to be melted down and cast and used as for aeroplanes and artillery it never was it was bollocks
0: yeah. Yeah, it just
1: made everybody feel they were doing their part. Because that so there was even just there was propaganda every which way. And part of the propaganda was get your fed, you know,
0: yeah. yeah. Metal
1: you've got, put it in, but it was bollocks.
0: Yeah. It just with it the just ra- made with,
1: people feel they were doing something.
0: With the rationing, I feel like I can sort of relate to that or understand it, or I can perceive like what that would be like and etc. The the one thing that i can't from that initial thing is moving the kids literally just set putting your kids on a train and not oh. really know where they're going
1: yeah the who they're going with. i mean it did make a lot of, uh, it it was incredible to do
0: i cannot relate to that i cannot put myself in mentally in that position do you I know what i mean get,
1: you couldn't even talk to them so they, 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 i know no phone calls you know no but well, you could get a letter maybe uh yeah. So,
0: like, there's things that with these things with World War II where I think, oh yeah, I understand what that might be like, or what. I mean, that is just one thing I just cannot at all yeah. sort of understand. Like, that just wouldn't happen now.
1: No, are we going to give so for some context on factual stuff? Um, there, there, there's so many contributing factors to this. We have the First World War between 1914 and 1918. Yeah which the Germans are then fiscally and financially fucked by the world.
0: So yeah, it's sort of a I- bit of an the... irony there, isn't it? The First World war, war kind of caused the Second World War.
1: Yeah, but, and what it? Because it gave do...
0: them that political... It gave that side of the political spectrum
1: mm-hmm.
0: a, 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 an opening to fill, didn't it?
1: Yeah, absolutely. And what also contributed massively towards it was the Wall Street collapse in 1924. That... Everybody was already, like, as we are kind of. There's a bit of that going on at the moment, and we can see that in, in how politics works. Is that the uh, the economy? Everybody was already pinned down. Everybody was always already quite poor from the First World War. Germans had got uh, lost. Everything they felt they'd gained. Um, there was a financial collapse of the world, basically in 1924. Germany then suffered even more because they were already fucked. Yeah. And then right wing politics started to come in, and we could see that. We see that with things like Donald Trump and arseholes here in the UK. Yeah,
0: all over Europe right now. It's a yeah, growing take, concern, isn't it?
1: They take massive advantage of economic conditions by saying it's them. And then you just work out who your them is and say that's what the problem is. And that's what yeah. that's what that's what the Nazi party did was they took advantage of that and said we're really suffering and we're and this is bullshit because it's not our fault it's these um minorities that are, are caused the problem and the other thing was throughout how effectively they managed to get so many germans on the side with the holocaust was that within all the misery and them not uh, in it not being able to support their families they convinced them that look at these jewish people who have who are doing really well. Look at the shop and look at this. Yeah. They're taking the absolute piss. And then they started annexing countries. It's funny because we always I, I, think of the Second World War starting when they tried to, well, they annexed Poland. But they'd already started.
0: Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Hungary and
1: Christ knows what. Yeah. Doing. i tell you what
0: else you see uh, just pre-war with the rise of Hitler as well. And that is so prevalent today. Could not be more prevalent today. Sports washing. The Olympics they had just before World War Two, and the iconic pictures of like the Great British Olympic team having to do the Nazi salute to Hitler. Yes, all those iconic. That is that was sports watching. That was them getting these major events over there to normalize his regime, normalize their ideas. You know, although everyone else is comfortable with what we're doing, they're coming about
1: Qatar and the World Cup.
0: Yeah, exactly. But yeah, pretty much. Well, yeah, anything like that. It's but even the previous World Cup in Russia. That's, again, it's this normalisation. It's this sports washing that you know the rest of the world's on board. What we're doing, don't worry.
1: <laughs> it's it's a, such an odd. Thing. I know the FIFA ex sh, the ex FIFA chairman came out the other day and said we should never have said we'd have the FIFA World Cup in, in Qatar. Qatar. But yeah. he said it. Yeah. Um. He did it. It was his deal. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: And the other thing is quite odd. For, first time because I don't. Uh, Richard likes football and I don't. Um. For me, it was never a question when it first came out that we were, there was going to be a World Cup in Qatar. I thought. You're fucking mad. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Fucking nuts. Yeah, but then we've had the Olympics in China, haven't we? As well. Which
0: yeah, is yeah.
1: Fucking insane too.
0: Yeah.
1: You just just rebrand. It's not. It's Beijing. Blah blah blah.
0: Yeah. Oh, no. So yeah. So crazy. there are there are parallels. Polit- definitely huge parallels politically that, mm. that that don't change really. It's sort of secular, isn't it? These things go come round, and but that they, was they... A, that that in the 1930s that was
1: didn't they tell they told homosexual fans they're not just you know just get along with everybody
0: yeah they sort of said the equivalent of uh, we don't mind what you do behind closed doors
1: (laughs) (laughs) don't be all gay that's fine
0: yeah that would be super if you could do that yeah it's a bit is a mixed there's a lot of there's a mixed feedback on that because you're getting some prominent politicians saying we have to respect their culture you don't and then you've got others saying
1: yeah up, it's very it? funny, because I made a comment on this a couple of weeks ago as a non-football fan, and somebody who didn't know me on social media said, uh, you'll be watching it like everybody else. And I thought if it was down the road, I wouldn't be watching it. Yeah, <laughs> I'm certainly yeah. not watching it now. And the other one was sort of, oh, yeah, but if it's advantageous to you, you do it, which I, whenever we fly, like we've flown quite a lot of long-haul flight, whenever the um, it's been like a two-leg flight, if it's landing in Saudi Arabia we've always we've not flown with that company even if it's significantly cheaper because I am not not to the regime that, that's absolutely stupid that's a personal choice thing. you just go yeah yeah
0: yeah it. yeah so that, so that yeah so that was early early rise of hitler
1: yes um and then, and then the, bit, the
0: war started
1: but then uh, yeah the war started it's, it, it 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 it's incredible how much of europe the um nazi party had taken before anybody really pushes back yeah um and that's for everybody when when i was going through all the bits and bobs today there, there's some amazing things like that people don't really realize um that the italians decide to fall to hitler as they as as the nazi party pushed south and never really signed an armistice until the last minute i think they signed an armistice in 45 when the american and british forces are pushing up from morocco to they take sicily and then they start pushing up into mainland italy but it doesn't rome doesn't doesn't actually Become part of the Allies until about three days before Hitler the yeah. himself. <laughs> they're like, way, well, could go the other way, don't we haven't, we?" haven't really decided yet.
0: Yeah, it's it's weird when you look at the um, like the Nazi Empire at its peak because you've, you've always got that little light dot of Switzerland. In yeah, the middle. <laughs> who,
1: who stay neutral th- throughout?
0: I don't understand that bit though, like. The tanks are rolling in. Mm. But what? Yeah, they go, oh, we've come to occupy you like we have Czechoslovakia and Austria. And they go, oh, no, we're all right. And Hitler goes, oh, okay. <laughs> what? I don't understand the, understand the conversation. Why don't you say, no, you are now ours? I don't want to be know <laughs> <laughs> I'm
1: just going to just ignore me. We like
0: you all both. Right. And Hitler goes, oh, cool. All right. <laughs> I don't understand Hitler's. I understand Switzerland's <laughs> mentality. I don't understand Hitler's.
1: Is it's it like, quite. No, difficult. get
0: to... on the bus.
1: Is it quite difficult to take terrain wise? Yeah, probably.
0: Mean? It's probably a disaster area, isn't it?
1: Yeah. Yeah. You've kind. Of, um. This is so difficult to sort of stay on what we're doing, isn't it? Um.
0: The, we... My my favorite thing actually, I, I've got we've got facts, we've talked movies and all that. One my favorite actual thing as a as a grown up seen all the documentaries and stuff about world war ii is it was kind of the first intellectual war where actual science and intelligence came into it right i mean like the whole enigma code stuff Um,
1: i'm from 10 miles away from where they cracked it not even that five miles yeah
0: but Um, how amazing that that this was sort of the first era of war where that came into it you know intelligence being one of the key Intelligence is in information being one of the key aspects of winning it.
1: Assuming you've seen Enigma, you know how they broke how they broke the code.
0: I sort of you... half watched the movie. I think
1: <laughs> so. You don't really. You can do it really, really quickly. As you say, intelligence is what changed everything. They realised that. So every time a coded message was sent, the the Enigma code machine was changed, was moved. So that, you know, one place so that no, if you crack the previous message, you wouldn't crack the next one because it changed. Yeah. So we needed two things. We needed an Enigma machine from one of the U-boats or something, one of the one that we'd captured and we needed to know what its settings were on the day. So we needed needed three things and we needed a complacent twat because we've spoken about this on the before. Disasters happen through complacency through through people who cannot be asked to do something yeah and they realized that they all they needed to do was intercept a message from a complacent twat who hadn't changed it the day before yeah and then change and then intercept the movement they changed it to and what they did it with was a weather report from i think it was i think it was the french front who'd sent a weather report back using the enigma code yeah, and they deciphered it the day before, so they knew what the words were. He didn't. That sorry, the 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 unit didn't change the thing, and yeah. now all shit was on. And Britain broke the Enigma code, and they didn't know. The Germans didn't know. Yeah, that now it, it, it was game on. Yeah, because they knew every message that went everywhere, and they even ignored messages, didn't they? So that the Germans didn't know that they'd got.
0: Yeah, there were some really bad ones, weren't they? Where they had to let. Certain died. people died to show that; to, otherwise, it would have been completely obvious they had cracked it. Yeah, yeah.
1: that's Which an incredible, incredible, I mean, incredible. So you've got to say so. You've got some people in a war room in London who are committing to basically the, the death of of hundreds of people to save thousands.
0: Yeah, yeah, it is that ultimate decision, isn't it?
1: You know, because there's a big thing about church. Like Churchill was a maniac, but that when when it. Uh, There's bits where you think, of course he was. You know, like he was on taking cocaine lozenges and vitamins, and and, and was pissed most of the time. And when you realise the decisions he had to make, this is not a defence of Churchill, by the way. Because if there's any pushback from the fact he was a massive racist, homophobic fuckface, I I don't need that. I'm telling you that that is absolutely true. But he almost needed to be that guy. Yeah, he was built for
0: war, wasn't he? When somebody it, goes, because to he was drugs. terrible. He was a terrible politician. Of
1: course, There's a joke, isn't But he was there, built that...
0: for this, wasn't he?
1: Yeah, that soldiers survived the Second World War. The reason some of them survived was to get back to get rid of the fucker. Yeah. <laughs> that is, that was yeah. th- they. That's what they did. We won the war, came back. The Tory party thought they yeah. were going to walk it because they were like, "We've got this prime minister who's got us through a war," and then they lost.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, he was. It was actually terrible at domestic politics.
1: <laughs> it's fucking dreadful.
0: Uh, yeah, so so that I like all that. I like, I like that, it, that it was the sort of beginnings of intelligence based war,
1: yeah. We and we invented radar. That's not weirdly, I was born five miles away from where we cracked the Enigma code, and then I lived for 20 years very close to Forty, which is where they basically created radar so that we yeah. knew what was coming.
0: The flip side of that, of course, the technology of the atomic bomb, yes, less cool. Mm. <laughs> I mean, cool from a scientific standpoint, possibly, but, like, fucking terrifying.
1: <laughs> yeah. What? The Americans in the Second World War is a really good... I was double-checking something today. I kind of went out and... I remember a study being released about 10 years ago saying that the the question before the study started was, what would happen had the Americans never joined the war? What would have happened? And Yeah. The conclusion of it after three years of study was that the allies would have still won but it would have been more drawn out it would have lasted i think it was another five years
0: yeah this is it you see i think that's
1: but britain was effectively unbeatable because i don't know how it worked I, i'm not going to put a, a mirror between there and here but basically it was an island of bastards which mm. This bloody-minded British bastardness meant that, unlike every country that they'd previously um, taken over, invaded, they could get, get they could get to Paris and they'd won France. Say, but if they'd got to London, they wouldn't have taken the country because yeah. the whole country is full of the biggest assholes. Whoever you had to fight for every foot, and they just yeah. felt they would lose.
0: Yeah, and they did. They, yeah, they opened, a lot of that.
1: The, the russian pushback started three days before the bombing of pearl harbor so america's not even in the war yet before when the america when the russians start the,
0: the, hammering when, back. i mean the, the russians it's interesting because russians kind of had the worst of it i mean i don't yeah. even mean kind of had they, they had lost the worst
1: of it. i think they lost more troops than anybody
0: more, more everything more infrastructure you know every they were they were the hardest done by and i don't know if that's part of the 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 modern sentiment really that they've never really got their share of what was owed to them in a way from the and destruction it, of world war 2
1: it what didn't obviously communism uh, flooding in straight up with stalin then yeah yeah merely nearly as many people with famines like, yeah yeah afterwards
0: yeah, so that's the thing. But like you say, if if you watch the documentary and stuff, America, America was so late to the party. Mm-hmm. So much had gone on before they arrived. But the nuclear bomb, or the atomic bomb, we should call it, did actually end it. With
1: with uh, already... way
0: earlier than it would have been ended.
1: Absolutely, but you've got <laughs> Hitler's already killed himself before yeah, the atomic yeah, bomb. Yeah, so Germany's already fallen. Now we're talking about the. Now we're talking about the 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 war of uh, with Japan. We're, that's quite a confusing thing in the UK. I wonder if the Americans at school learn more about the about the Japan than we do, because we don't really touch on it.
0: I would think so, because that was their key enemy, wasn't it?
1: Yeah, because of I mean, Pearl
0: Harbor.
1: They've pushed. Yeah, it's, it's such an odd thing. I think I was probably in my teens before I realised Pearl Harbour wasn't in mainland America. I think I hadn't... No, that didn't make yeah, any sense yeah, to me. Yeah. I didn't realise it was Hawaii. And then you don't... Until uh, much later did I realise that Japan had invaded Asia. They'd, 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 they'd um, come into China, pushed through... Where are we? Thailand, Burma... Um, Vietnam etc 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 that whole bit of 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 Asia and then as you say what ended it was the full stop that is two atomic bombs
0: yeah yeah that's just madness isn't it but obviously that's and it's still that threat today isn't there
1: yeah the reason we don't do it now is because everyone's gone
0: yeah yeah, because
1: had Japan had one, it would have been different. Um, when we were talking, I meant to say this when we were talking about when we, when we we're talking about Britain being taken over and the fact that everybody was a bastard. That included the Home Guard, and the Home Guard did some amazing things. The hotel, the so the building I used to run was a hotel until the 1950s, and throughout the war, it was taken over by the MOD. They placed a, had a gun placement on the roof so they could strafe the beach was there an invasion they had two uh sorry they had a gun placement facing down the road all these were armed by the what would take home guard as well Yeah, there were raid air raid wardens on the roof too who were home guard who would radio in uh, when they saw planes coming over Heading towards London or, or or wherever any city they, they they'd call these things. In. Yeah, again was that was incredible. that
0: valuable information thing, wasn't it?
1: Yeah, I've been up on the when I
0: in fact they had spotters all over the coastlines, didn't At, they? All over the coastline, yeah. yeah. yeah.
1: When I was in uh, when I was there, I do quite a lot of work on the roof of old buildings. You spend so much time on the roof, and one of my favourite things to do I smoked back then. I'd go and have a cigarette standing on the roof because on the chimney. Um, chimneys <laughs> chimneys yeah chimney flues the guards would write their surname and put their rank on the bricks mm. because you couldn't see it so you'd stand up there and there was about 200 names scratched what? into the chimney where people had just put smith um lance jack which is one stripe and you know that's good cool. uh, godner for a three-stripe sergeant and would be standing at the top of the thing
0: i've got but, some weird uh, facts
1: go for weird facts that's quite
0: cool right I think it's called 20 Rare and Weird Facts about World War II. Mm. Number one, the first German serviceman killed in the war was killed by the Japanese. Oh, wow. (laughs) No context to that. It just says that. just says that. (laughs) But, I mean, obviously, friendly fire was a major problem, wasn't it? Yes. The first American serviceman killed was was by 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 the Russians.
1: (laughs) I think it was by an American, (laughs) because that's quite normal. We're used to that now.
0: There was a huge mix-up, though, when America first rocked up in Russia, wasn't there? Oh, wow. It was a huge, uh, yeah, allied-on-allied battle.
1: We had huge problems in the Gulf War, didn't we? Because it's
0: not like the internet, is it? Or you couldn't just drop them a text. Americans are coming, don't shoot them.
1: Yeah, yeah, they're all wearing (laughs) green.
0: You'll be able to tell them.
1: (laughs) They'll be smoking.
0: Yeah. yeah. Uh, Over 100,000 Allied bomber crewmen were killed over Europe. Wow, 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 wow. A hundred thousand in air. So I mean, you'd think you'd think of it as really small numbers, don't you? Because mm. one plane, one person. <laughs> so, you know, if the idea was it'd say they said they've got ten thousand German planes, you'd think roughly ten thousand or twenty thousand people, but actually a hundred thousand allies. Yeah,
1: well, you talk about like a Lancaster bomber, is it eight people or something? A yeah. like crew, you've got yeah. navigators, bombers. We
0: must have been building epic. planes like crazy.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That, that, that's that's incredible. When you go, they must have
0: only had one one go.
1: People used to watch the dogfights in the air, didn't they? Because
0: you could, yeah. The,
1: things like the Spitfire and the Hurricane changed the war. We they made these planes that were cheap, were cheapish to make, and went like shit off a shovel. Yeah, that's an incredible thing.
0: Yeah. Um, number four, more U.S. servicemen died in the Air Corps than the Marine Corps. That one's actually not too crazy because that makes absolute sense. Yeah, because the Marine American Marine Corps was literally just taxi service.
1: Yeah. And we made I was talking to a friend of mine's a metal detectorist who does it in Suffolk and he finds lots of things. And we were actually chatting the other day and I got up a list of Suffolk US air bases and we had like eight. I think there's only two left, Milton Hall and Bentwaters, but we had there was one Everywhere and they're full of obviously USA, not
0: marine. Yeah, yeah. Um uh, right, this is the bit where I, I butcher a butcher a Polish name here, so stand by.
1: Ready? Um,
0: <laughs> Polish Catholic midwife Stanislaw Leskanowski. That's not bad. De- delivered three thousand babies at the Auschwitz concentration camp during wow. the Holocaust. Three thousand pregnant women. <laughs> What? Delivered by one.
1: <laughs> Every time I've seen anything on the Holocaust, it becomes so huge that um, it's it's just it's almost on. You can't the amount
0: of people required to have three thousand of them pregnant. Yeah, it's that's
1: bad. just the annihilation. It's funny. That's another thing that we need to change the language on as well. Is who was killed in the Holocaust? Because obviously, everybody knows about the Jewish people, but you forget about what I'm gonna gonna called gypsies but i mean like romany gypsies yeah or by birth and um, handicapped people i'm using their word not mine you know obviously people with disabilities etc uh-huh. just yeah just gassed in their thousands it's everyone millions yeah. sorry not
0: just, awful. just awful um well, <laughs> this is a weird one but i believe it in world war ii british soldiers got a ration of three sheets of toilet paper per day americans got 22 <laughs> 22 sheets, and
1: we're talking that tracing paper stuff from school, aren't we?
0: Yeah, it's not gonna be the best stuff
1: that, that that's that's not getting anything off, really. Isn't it? Would you? I'd save up, I would only do a shit on a Friday.
0: Well, there's a lot of that going on. <laughs> they used to call curry powder go faster, dust, didn't they?
1: They are because I used to be in the army cadets, used to get ration packed, um, and eat them when we were doing like training and stuff like that. To say they bung you up, I mean, they're made to stop you shitting you you eat that stuff and they get used to get a pack of gum in rash packs I think you still do and you did back then as well and that was almost the release switch of having that because it was anything with any flavor then you'd go for a shit (laughs) that was the thing where would you last have a shit bob oh four weeks ago i think
0: (laughs) right i don't get this next one so you can explain it to me after i've read it to you yeah go for it in 1941 more than 3 million cars were manufactured in the united states only 139 more were made during the entire war
1: because there's no one to make them
0: so all it's saying is that there was a yeah, big demand uh, for cars after no, the war. No,
1: america didn't join the war until 1941 that's when they joined the war so they're saying that's the last financial year like we've done before when we talk about 2019 yeah. you can't compare after that, all the young men are gone. Yeah, they're but they're off fighting. So that so they basically the American car industry collapses, and then only booms back in the fifties, doesn't it? It comes this huge boom in the fifties. realize this down.
0: fact. This fact really crystallizes what we were saying earlier about Russia. Four of every five German soldiers killed in the war died on the Eastern Front.
1: Hell of a mistake. Yeah, I mean that's incredible. To... They try to push to get Moscow, which, if you, when you, if you're not thinking from a geography point of view, then that's west, basically. That's the west of Russia, yeah. and they try the Germans try and push into the east, and then they the the Russians in 41 realize that they need to do what the Germans are doing, which is what the Germans were doing to successfully gain ground. Was to move all their forces into one area and push forward in a sort of do or die. And the Russians realised that the way to counter that offence was to do exactly the same thing. So the Russians start pushing west as the Germans start pushing east, and they start gaining massive ground because yeah. they're just throwing men at it and pushing forward. In forty one, before the before America joined, three days before Pearl Harbor, the Russians have. Have started their offensive and started pushing back, and they are gaining miles per day, just slaughtering Germans. And but sadly, obviously, the Russians are dying at the same time. Yeah, because they, they basically didn't. The Germans, the, 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 they talk about the one of the biggest mistakes in the war was the Russian winter, which the Russians are ready for. They get it every year. Yeah, they know yeah. exactly, and, and their German soldiers just were not prepared for how fucking. Fucked the conditions were going to be, yeah, and the conditions killed them.
0: Yeah, yeah. There's a yeah, absolutely. Uh, only twenty percent of males born in the Soviet Union in 1923 survived the war.
1: Incredible. So it's one changed... in five. It's basically changed the genetics of Eastern of Eastern Europe and Russia. Uh, the the war did due to just the amount of people who died. Yeah, it's why the women are pretty and the men are fuck ugly. <laughs> That's the <a> joke. For... <laughs> take that back. <laughs> um...
0: Right in World War Two, the youngest serviceman in the United States military was Calvin Graham, aged twelve.
1: I knew it was going to be something ridiculous. <laughs> Graham
0: lied about his age when he joined the Navy.
1: People have faked their papers, wouldn't they, just to get just to get out there? Which is a, a, a yeah, and absolutely incredible thing. Different
0: mindset, isn't it?
1: Yeah, I will say. Uh, Although I...
0: he, that was, he must have had, he must have been an impressive young man to look sixteen when he was twelve.
1: Yeah, it was that thing in it bullseye. You <laughs> look <laughs> <laughs> yeah. forty-four. Yeah. Is it twelve? Yeah. My when they sent out the troops, I I, I do use my granddad as quite a, an example of this because it happened so many times and we don't really talk about it. When the in in the North African front, when they sent all the troops over there, the killer they weren't expecting because nobody was ready for it was malaria.
0: Yeah, yeah. My
1: grandfather caught malaria. Um, yeah. and his whole. But the whole battalion did. Yeah. And they got sent home. And malaria killed my grandfather in nineteen eighty five. Um forty yeah, forty years afterwards because malaria comes back. Once yeah. you've got it, you can't get rid of it. It's bad.
0: one of those things that affects everyone really differently as well. Mm. You know, some people can just like be instantly very, very, very poly, can't they? If they just happen to be
1: they just yeah. weren't ready. It's an incredible thing to say to, oh, but no
0: one was prepping for this. He no. said, <laughs> "No one was prepping." It was like, "Oh, we're gonna have a war with Germany. We're gonna to have to go to Africa."
1: Yeah, is there any differences there? Let's warm. Should be fine.
0: Them. Oh, I'll get warm. a hat.
1: Get a hat. Really, we well, are gonna need a hat. That sort of hat, beige color. Anything else? No. No, you're fine. Get on the Band trip, troop chips, <laughs> and go. Yeah, yeah. You never. Uh... Yeah, it's such an odd thing to think complications of malaria killed somebody forty years after they did what they was yeah. what they were supposed to do.
0: Uh, fact eleven: only one out of every four men serving on U-boats survived.
1: About yeah, that's death hard traps. To, fuck! I know people in the navy now. They they nearly double your wages if you're going to serve. Yeah, because it yep. is a shitty existence. Even now, it's not a good yeah. Yeah, you don't. They, people don't realize how how. You don't surface hardly <laughs> at all. We're well, in a bloody great secret, aren't you? You're in a submarine, yeah. every part of which is is secret. You can't just pull up and go to Olondes. You know, you're not allowed.
0: <laughs> it's interesting that a lot of these facts, it, it sort of what we were saying about it's sort of less talk Russia's loss is less talked about, isn't it? In the the glittering and triumphant stories of the war,
1: definitely. Fact definitely.
0: twelve: the siege of Stalingrad resulted in more Russian deaths, military and civilian, than the United States and Britain sustained combined in the entire war.
1: As you say, not just not talked about. I yeah. wonder if that would probably be very surprising for Russians to realise that their history is effectively ignored. the same as the Japanese. Yeah. It, it, it's totally ignored. We just go, I know older people. When in my old job, a lady had a, uh, she used to have a Hoover washing machine It broke and she had to buy a new one and she said to me, she said, Where do you think uh, what's the best ones you can get? And I said, um, Well, I mean, the thing, really only made by two companies um, Zanussi really make all the washing machines, they're just rebranded. And uh, or the other thing, if you wanted something else, Bosch make pretty good ones. And she went, Where's where's Bosch? And I said, It's German. German no, not never. <laughs> and she said, What's the new C? And I said, With Japanese company. She nearly went insane yeah. at the idea of this. Like, why the fuck would you buy a shit washing machine that's made in the UK? Like, over what the fuck off. <laughs> yeah. But she just wouldn't have it in the house. She went, and she did this rant in front of the delivery drivers who were dropping off her new washing machine and they would try not to giggle. And that one of them like smirked and she went insane.
0: Yeah, she sounds like a character.
1: No, <laughs> oh, fuck. <she> <laughs>
0: um, you'll have heard this one. I've heard this one. To avoid using the German sounding name Hamburger during the war, Americans used the term Liberty Steak.
1: Oh, yeah. They also, you, that's Something how we get... about
0: hot dogs as well.
1: I can't There's with there two types of dog which people would kick. Um, so <laughs> they tend to change the name. So yeah. we have the uh, Alsatian, we, we call it in Alsatian. Previously, was always called the German Shepherd. Yeah. Alsatian is literally a made-up name to stop people calling them German Shepherds. Yeah. And the other one is the what's a sausage dog called? Because we called it that to stop you calling it. Yeah. The German name. Well, yeah, forgotten that one out of my head. Yeah. Yeah. Very. But that's what I was on about. Yeah. Dog right now. Yeah, people used to kick them. Teach my lesson, <laughs> <in> German <laughs> teacher.
0: Uh, this is a great one. Adolf Hitler's nephew, William Hitler, served oh. in the US Navy during World War II. Oh wow. I bet he got background checked.
1: Fuck, you imagine he must have gone through some shit.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh 15 during World War II, the largest Japanese spy ring was actually located in Mexico. Holy hell. They were just having a holiday.
1: Espionage is an incredible thing. I remember reading I a story last week. It was quite good. We used to have, in the Britain, they built fake airfields, didn't they? To, the, um, and the Germans would bomb them. And the Germans built their own. They thought we're going to do a thing. So we're going to build an airfield that's completely fake out of wood. And so they made wooden tanks and wooden uh, airplanes and stuff like that. And then when they'd completed it, the British came to do a bomb run on this airfield that the Germans had created. That was a fake airfield. And they dropped a wooden bomb on it. <laughs> and flew home because they'd already knew what they were doing six months before, but they let them finish it. And then they dropped a wooden bomb on it. <laughs>
0: that's brilliant. So they,
1: they knew. I think that's, if that's true, I could be that's, fabricated. That's if it's true, that is brilliant. Just a big wooden bomb that just says, fuck you on the side.
0: <laughs> I've skipped past loads of morbid ones.
1: Fair enough. Last <laughs> one.
0: Last one. This is semi-interesting. If it's legit, I think it will be. Um, Had it been necessary for a third atomic bomb, the city chosen was Tokyo. Wow. Mm, That would have been devastating beyond
1: belief, wouldn't it? I mean, yeah. You can't even... There's no way to get into the mindset of understanding what happened when that happened. People were... Humans were basically vaporised and that's an incredible thing.
0: But it's the whole fallout as well, and you know that place isn't inhabitable for a long time, and all that sort of stuff. You know. Yes, yeah. it's, it's it's the whole thing is beyond devastating, isn't it? Um, I'm checking all my on a lighter stuff. note. Have you got any favourite movies? Um, I had a, had a look at the top ten.
1: Oh, probably uh, I haven't had a look at the top ten. My probably. The one that kind of rings true, like, f- was Saving Private Ryan.
0: Yeah, it's a good film, isn't it?
1: It's just a very, very brilliant film.
0: It's a really good film. I don't show how war-y it is in terms of factual... Very american but Yes, yeah. but it's, I think it's just a good story. It's just a good film, isn't
1: yeah, it? Yeah, it is good. Uh, I feel bad now because I the should one, have probably checked for... The for, one,
0: Um, the film, obviously, yeah. Das Boot
1: yes uh Danbusters busters is something used to be on every single christmas in the uk
0: i think my favorite that is properly worry although i haven't checked, fact-checked it is a thin red line have you seen that
1: okay one? yeah yeah probably i probably
0: did
1: i'm just trying to think about classics as well in the uk the great escape is played every single year uh still on some channel oh at yeah christmas yeah it is, the great yeah escape. Which is uh, Americans and English people escaping. Steve McQueen's in it Christ knows who else.
0: More up-to-date, have you seen Dunkirk?
1: Yes. Well, I didn't mind it and my darling wife was bored shitless. I don't know what it was worth the film. She didn't like it. We also watched the Churchill film with Gary Oldman.
0: Oh, yeah. Um, Uh, Darkest Hour or something.
1: Darkest Hour. I actually didn't like it. We sat through it. Mm. Um, but I felt it could have been an hour longer, and you'd have got a lot more out of it. Gary Oldman plays Churchill brilliantly well, but I, I did think the film was no, it wasn't up to much. I know we're supposed to fall apart. He's a fantastic actor, um, and it is fantastic. It's a, a great idea for a film, and it's it's very obviously it's very political, and it does show you what really happened. I suppose.
0: Yeah, I think that's the difficulty isn't it you can either go purely fictional and be very entertaining or you have to have all this gravitas and it can detract from the enjoyment a bit.
1: yeah they kind of had to play two ways didn't they because they had to make Churchill not seem like the that sort of left wingers in the UK wouldn't have appreciated had he seemed like some sort of action man and they couldn't make him too much of a wanker because you can have an anti-hero but not one like that Yeah, who's just too much. (laughs) But I feel I do feel I could have added an hour to it, and I think it would have been a better film.
0: I I like that effect used in Dunkirk of the single shot, real time. But other than that, yeah,
1: it's that's an incredible. I don't know. I know lots of my friends have stories of because there were so many troops, British army troops, on the beaches of Dunkirk who got rescued. That's an that's a very, very British thing. Basically, every boat. In the uk or especially on the east coast whether it was a a, a sailing dinghy or a fishing boat yeah. or or a tour boat went to dunkirk and got the troops off the beach
0: yeah a lot a several made the voyage that were told not to as well yeah because <laughs> like, uh, you, you had to have a certain caliber of boat to, to do it and yeah they were like especially don't across do the it. and they were like the, we're doing it
1: well i mean now i don't know uh, then, but it was, it is the busiest shipping lane in the world, is the channel. And we know, I mean, it is hell.
0: Yeah.
1: And to, yeah. to, to attempt it, I think we've all encompassed yeah, we've done the, it. the the, the war. There's
0: no point as going, there was no point as going through it to boring and, the shit out. And, comb yeah. out. and then they were left Poland and went to Austria. And then in Austria, there's no, there's no point. There was no point as trying to do that. And naming individual battles and all that. There's no point.
1: No. I
0: think we just have to look at it from a human side.
1: Yeah, and who we know and who we've spoken to. Yeah, and I even, I'm even i funny. One of my employees back in the day, uh, I used to work with a guy called Neville. He was one of the funniest people in the world. His favourite word is the, was the C word, which always made me laugh. Because yep. he'd just drop it mid-sentence for no reason. He'd just be talking about something and he'd say he was the, basically the mic cleaner one of the jobs he was 80 when he worked for me um but he didn't look like bullseye 80 he looked like nowadays 80 and he's and he'd just say you know like some cunt just walked in he used to they used to collect bits of bomb he lived in ipswich from the, throughout the war yeah he wasn't quite old enough to join by the end of the war he was crap 16 15 16 the doodlebugs the uh, unmanned uh, missiles, basically, from the UK, from the from the Germans used to come over, and they would almost be happy because they'd get they knew if the engine cut out, that was how they knew it was going to fall. Yeah. So they, they'd fire it, it'd come over, the engine would cut out, and then they knew it was going to land. But they were almost happy because they were going to get some really good bits of bomb yeah. uh, for bomb swaps at school. They used to do that, and the other thing they used to do was steal cigarettes off US um, airmen because they drove Jeeps with no doors, with no locks, they the time. Well, they'd park the thing at the, you know, dance hall, park the Jeep, and they'd be away with all the shit inside it. Yeah. They'd steal the cigarettes and candy and chewing gum. One of the biggest things were gum and cigarettes, they'd just steal them and just fuck off with them. Brilliant. <laughs> so the US, I like that USA, but they're like, we're all on the same side. <laughs> and uh, and these little scallywags are like, yeah, all right, mate. <laughs> <laughs> And fuck <laughs> off with your
0: shit. Brilliant. Right, that's it. So that's we've got time for.
1: Yes. Bye. Wait, you got to join the Facebook group, which is go onto Facebook and find the On Topic Podcast. We
0: need to do this at the beginning.
1: I know. We've done it now. We're doing it now. I know. Or email us at the On Topic Podcast at Gmail. We'll tell them
0: next week at the beginning.
1: All right, parents. Because no one's listening. Nah. All right. See you later. Bye.